you. Thank you so much. I feel honored and privileged to be able to share with you all this wonderful, wonderful text, Madhurya Kadambini from uh, Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur. So with that, we'll start with an auspicious invocation. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Yanang Yana Shalakaya Chakshuran Militang Yena Tasmai Shri Grave Namaha Pranam, everyone. So uh, we will begin and I'll be discussing on Madhurya Kadambini and more specifically the first three stages of devotional service that start with uh, the seed of bhakti, the ground seed in the heart, and then shraddha. So moving from our awakening of faith into sadhu sangha, into a movement with more and more saintly association, and then moving then into bhajana kriya, the practice of devotional service itself, <clears throat> and how that will continue to cultivate <clears throat> more and more deep uh, inspiration and devotion to our object of love, uh, which is Krishna in our, all the way up to the very goal of Krishna Prem. And so uh, with that, it is also Nityananda Trayodashi here in this part of the world, <laughs> California, where I am currently. And so I would like to actually begin uh, by playing a little bit, uh, one of my favorite bhajans, Nitai Gunamani, Amar Nitai Gunamani. Um, and then just being able to share the translation of that. And uh, then we'll continue with the uh, Madhurya Kandamani and the, uh, the Mangala Charana. So with that, I'm gonna share just really quickly for a couple minutes. The audio. I'm going to play Srila Prabhupada singing the song. Hopefully, you guys can give me an okay that you guys are hearing it.
So I'll stop sharing that. Jai Srila Prabhupada. And I just want to go over the, the song. Nitai gunamani amar nitai gunamani. Aniya preme vanya basailo avani. Preme vanya loila nitai. Aila goira desh. Dubilu dubilo bakatagana dina hina bhashe. Dina hina patita pamara nahi bache. Brahmar durlabha prema sabakare jache. Apada karuna sindhu nitai katiya muhan. Hare gare bhule preme ami yarbhan. Lochan bole mor nitai bajilo. Daniya suniya sei atma gati hoilo. Translation My Lord Nityananda, the jewel of all virtues. My Lord Nityananda, the jewel of all virtues has brought the flood of ecstatic love of God that has drowned the entire world. Bringing this overwhelming deluge of Prem, when he returned to Bengal from Jagannath Puri on Lord Chaitanya's order, Nitai has inundated the assembly of devotees. The fallen non-devotees did not drown, however, but remained floating on that ecstatic ocean. Lord Nitinanda freely offered his exalted prema, which is difficult for Lord Brahma to attain, even to the fallen and wretched souls who did not desire it. The ocean of mercy had formerly been sealed tight, but Nitai cut a channel in its boundaries to allow the great flooding waves of Nectarian Prem to splash from house to house. Lochanda says, whoever has not worshipped my Nitai or taken advantage of his of this excellent opportunity offered by him, knowingly commits suicide. Jai, Sri Luchandas. Mahashai ki jai. So I wanted to start this off with uh, that beautiful bhajan. Uh, it's one of my favorites. In fact, I, I remember it often when I do my own sadhana every morning. And so on this auspicious day of Nityananda Trayodashi, we will continue with our discussion on Madhurya Kadambini. So we'll start with this prayer to obtain the divine blessings. Hide vapre navak bhakti, shasha vitate sanjivan svagama, rambe kamba tarpatu dhamma dhamma ning, vishvaspa golashini, duran me maru sakino. Pisharashi Pavaya Puyat Prabhu Sri Chitanya Kripa Nirankusha Mahamadurya Kadambini. Translation The mercy of Swayam Bhagavan Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is like limitless, uncontrolled cloud bank of extraordinary nectar, Mahamadurya, that falls like rain on the heart of the Sadaka. The shower of his mercy fully bestows vitality upon the crops of the ninefold limbs of devotion, such as Shravan and Kirtana. And when they have been freshly sown in the field of the Sadaka's heart, even the first appearance of the cloud bank of Mahaprabhu's mercy dispels the virulent burning cessation felt during the summer season. The various material desires for one's own enjoyment and makes jubilation swell within the heart of all devotees throughout the universe. 
like rivers swelling from rainfall, may that unrestrained land, uh, that, may that unrestrained and unlimited power, powerful cloud bank of Sriman Mahaprabhu's sweet mercy, the influence of which is felt even from a great distance, fill me a dry, lifeless tree in the desert with life-giving ras. So that's the Mangalachara for the first verse and the first text of uh, Madhurya Pandambani. And uh, it continues on speaking about um, how we should honor our Gurudevs, our, our Gurus and our lineage and our parampara. And um, oh, the sound is intermittent right now. I hope it's sounding all right. I've got a microphone here. Maybe it's my connection, but I hope I hope it holds up. So you guys can tell me if anything it's okay. Okay, okay. Well, tell me if anything changes. So, yeah, Madhurya Kandamani. Why I chose this text um, for me to speak on? Uh, for me, it um, with my background in the personal self development field and psychology. This for me just like really has helped me understand the the process. Uh, kind of like the life of a sadhaka and how it's described, how through thick and thin, high and low kind of processes of, uh, of an, an internal kind of uh, movements of the mind. And so uh, I've read it, uh, I've heard classes on it from several different sadhus and I feel just so compelled, so, um, so overjoyed to, to be able to continue to study and, and talk on this because it's uh, I think it's really relevant to the sadhaka uh, in any stage that they know where we're going where we're at where we're going and then what the ultimate goals are so with that uh, I was going to share an overview of what the what the first three kind of stages of devotional service have, have to offer us in terms of shraddha, our initial getting of the seed of bhakti, our initial faith and contact with um, some sort of um, connection with, with a sadhu, with, with Krishna, the temple, some prasadam. There's some, some initial um, either conscious or unconscious connection that we've had in this life, previous lives that have helped us engage and, and build that shraddha, um, that faith. And there's a certain term that I'm not recalling right now that helps us. Um, there's, there's shraddha, there's an accumulation of shraddha through either conscious or, or unconscious kind of buildup. But I'm gonna share now this uh, mind map that just gives a, kind of a more of a visual representation of what I would like to talk about. So here, hopefully everyone can see this. Um, first, it starts with cultivating us that seed of bhakti in our heart. So whatever that is, that initial contact, that, oh, the term will come to me. Agnata, Sukriti, yeah. So 
sometimes or we might not even know exactly how we've been touched by bhakti in previous uh our previous connection in life but once that contact is there then we have some attraction to to bhakti we have a connection to bhakti so our shraddha then moves us to wanting to uh, go to the temple or to listen to somebody or, or to pick up that book from that devotee on the street or something and then read it and then uh, gaining more and more shraddha, more and more faith as to uh, when that, that corresponding inner experience gets confirmed by an outer uh, connection with a book, with another teacher, another sadhu, another saint, another Vaishnava. And then more and more we become attracted to wanting to associate sadhu sangha with more devotees and so as the stages of uh, sadhu sangha and into bhajana kriya where our practice of devotional service becomes uh, more engaged we, we become initiated there's a uh, what i really appreciate from vishwanath chakravarti thakur's Padambani, is how he describes the kleshas uh, as we progress in uh, in our own study Sukriti, yes, so that was Agnata Sukriti and Agnata Sukriti. So, yeah, thank you, Madam Gopal. Um, so, some of the things I want to come over is just what Klesh Agni, uh, one of the, the stages of devotional service. Um, the Kleshas, the fire, the, uh, the, the sufferings from our fiery passions of, uh, of being embodied <laughs> human being and how slowly those move and are get, get resolved, um, get uh, burned off, get lessened. And then there's the second kind of part to emoksha, uh, lakhuta krit, making the pleasure of a personal liberation insignificant. And so uh, as we learn from uh, certain sadhus and in our process, we become more and more aware of different spiritual paths and especially the monists, and how uh, for us as bhaktas, we desire Krishna Prem, so we desire to have our individuality retained. So all this through Sambandha um, Gyan, uh, right? So accumulation of that certain special kind of knowledge. And Siddhurlabha uh, is very rare to achieve this connection. So uh, just keeping together with this concept of Kleshagni, and then Sandra Nanda, Visheshatma. Uh, the nature is imbued with the most intense superlative bliss. And, uh, and the next one is Sri Krishna Karshani. Uh, she's the sole means of attracting Sri Krishna. So then one aspect, the negative aspects, I guess I could just say that uh, we accumulate in progressing in bhakti are that we let go of these things and uh, these negative aspects of our, of our nature get burned up or used up. And then the positive aspects uh, include the five kleshas in that we, ca the cause of all suffering, ignorance, avidya, uh, is diminished more and more through uh, sadhu So I'm going to keep this up too and while I read what I wanted to share. Uh, so here in Sri Madhurya Kadambani, um, share 
Again and again, I offer my respect, my respectful prostrated obeisances at the lotus feet of my Gurudev. Nitya Lila, Vishnam, Vishnapad, Paramahamsa, Parivraja, Kacharya, Ashtata, Shatashishimad, Tripurari, Swamichila, Guru Maharaj. And that's praying to the mercy. Okay. So something I, I wanted to share on the first shower. So um, Vishwala Chakravarti Thakur breaks down his book into eight different showers, as he calls them. So Madhurya Kadamini kind of makes it like a, you know, it's described as a cloud bank of devotional service uh, raining down onto the sadaka. And so it's very much uh, put together like a metaphor uh, that we are receiving, it's like a rain, uh, receiving of this mercy. And then within that, there's eight different showers. And I wanted to share a little bit uh, in here and how Srila Rupa Goswami very much influenced uh, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur's uh, writings and presentations in this way, and especially coming from Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. So let me just read this. Srila Rupa Goswami, Sriman Mahaprabhu's most favored object of mercy, as described in his text, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, the steps in the sequence of the process of the devotional service Lord, of the Lord Bhakti, from the initial stage of Shraddha all the way to attaining the love of God, praying. The practitioners of Bhakti who accept these steps beginning on the stage of Shraddha can easily enter the kingdom of Prema. This, this sequence is and so we can go over the, the nine sequences. Adao Shraddha Tata Sadhu Sangotha Bhajana Kriya Tato Narta Nivriti Syat Tato Nishtaruchis Tata Atas Saktis Tatao Bhavas Tata Prema Bhyan Danjati Sadha Kanam Ayam Prema Pradhur Bhave Pavet Kramaha so this is from Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, 1, 14, 15 through 16. Faith, Shraddha first awakens in the heart, the practitioner of Bhakti. As a result, a desire for the association of saintly persons, Sadhu Sangha, awakens, followed by a propensity to practice their teachings, Bhajana Kriya. Then after that, on the stage, at which obstacles of devotion are cleared, Anartha Navritti. Subsequently, Firm faith, nishta, in bhajana, in devotional absorption, awakens, followed by the awakening of transcendental relish, ruchi. Thereafter, intense attachment, asakti, awakens to Rajendra Nandana Sri Krishna, the object of one's bhajana. Surpassing even this is the awakening of transcendental emotion, bhav, which is the very form of pure existence, shuddha and then pure love of God, prema, arises. The sequence in which pure, loving devotion, prema bhakti, awakens within the heart of the practitioner of bhakti has been delineated in this way. In this sacred text, Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur has presented a natural and explicit manner, in a natural and explicit manner, the symptoms of every stage in the development of bhakti, from shraddha all the way up to the appearance of prema as well as explaining obstacles such as offenses that must be abandoned along the way. And that's exactly what I really like about 
Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur's presentation is that he's very specific as to describing kind of the mentality or the psychology of the sadhaka and at every stage in every movement. This great literature is linked to a lantern that illuminates the path from the practitioner of bhakti, bhakti sadhaka. There's no scope for even the slightest doubt from this. By practical following this sacred text, the non-duplicitous practitioner will certainly be able to perceive his own stage of bhakti. Uh, and I'll stop there for a second. So this is for me uh, very important, right? We're trying to, at every stage in every movement in our life, in a devotional life, kind of take our own temperature as Guru Maharaj uh, says this. And so for me, this book has been uh, very good in, in allowing for uh, a self-reflection in how and what and where we are and how we're progressing and uh, our challenges. And that we all are going through them, right? Uh, to a certain degree, we're all on different stages, of course, perhaps. And then, so to be able to know that kind of where we're on on the map is helpful to then determine where we need to go. So his deficiencies therein and what further actions he must take in advance along the path of bhakti. Moreover, an increasing ability and inclination to awaken in his heart to advance to the kingdom of bhakti. And so, yeah, there's a, a big emphasis from um, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur on Rupa Goswami's um, teachings. And there are uh, definitely some interesting correlations and... Uh, I want to share this as well, that how we put together uh, Vishwanath poet Krishna Das has written the following lines in conclusion of his translation of Sri Chakravarti Thakur's Madhurya Kadambani. Uh, Madhurya Kadambani Granta Jagat Kailo Dhanya Chakravarti Muke Vakta Apani Sri Krishna Chaitanya. Sri Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur was blessed with the whole world by writing Madhurya Kadambani. In this reality, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has spoken this work through the mouth of Sri La Chakravarti Thakur. Sri Vishwala Chakravarti Thakur refers to this chapter, the Madhurya Kandamani, as showers. Uh, yeah, I already mentioned that. There's first showers, nectar, there are eight in total. And what I found interesting in reading through this is there's a certain translation uh, in Bhakti or Samhita Sindhu that the unique characteristics of bhakti in its ability to destroy suffering and bestow all auspiciousness, auspiciousness is disregarded it, and its disregard for liberation, its rarity for attainment, its manifest, manifestation and concentrated bliss and its ability to attract Krishna. So that was uh, in connection to the Klesh Agni. And, um, and then the other side to that shubhada, the, the auspicious uh, aspects of avidya, this eliminating avidya, uh, asmita, false ego, the bodily identification, uh, the rag, the attachment, desiring material happiness to decrease material suffering, dvesha, hatred towards uh, unhappiness, and abhinivesha, cling to the body conception of fear. So that's um, what I want to share in terms of that.
there's a, a really nice presentation from uh, that I found online on Bakhtin Ryan Swami's uh, website that has a nice visual representation uh, of the stages as well. Uh, so I wanted to share a bit more um, inside the first shower of Madhira Kadamani. In Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, oh, this is very interesting. Srila Rupa Goswami has described Sri Krishna's four excellent Madhuris, aspects of sweetness. So this book in particular has to do with Madhurya, uh, or describing the uh, super excellent qualities of Krishna as well. Uh, these sweetness cannot be found in any other Bhagavan's forms. So when we talk of Krishna, there's, there's four different kind of aspects that are very much... Uh, unique to Krishna. They are the sweetness of his pastimes, Lila Madhurya, the sweetness of his love, Prema Madhurya, the sweetness of his flute song, Venu Madhuri, and the sweetness of his beauty, Rupa Madhuri. These four Madhuris are perceivable in the ultimate completeness only in Braj Vihari Sri Krishna. Chaturdha Madhuris Tazya Vraja Eva Virajate. His four Madhuris always shine the Lagu Bhagavatamrita. In this book, there's also a row, of cloud, a row of clouds that pour down and ring Krishna's above mentioned Madhuris. For this reason, too, the author has named the sacred text Madhurya Kadambini. On another note, Madhurya Tattva, the conclusive truth about the absolute sweetness, is extremely difficult to realize, and it is therefore completely confidential. Besides being receiving the causeless mercy of those who actually relish these maduris, that is, the mercy of Bhagavan and his, and his devotees, there's no other way that it can be relished. Okay, so I want to share that. I wonder if I'm still sharing this. So I wanted to speak a bit more on the Shraddha aspect and how we've been touched by uh, something in bhakti uh, in some sort of form in, in our past. And that, that awakens our faith in the sadhus and then our movement into sadhu sangha. Okay, um, in all four directions, the flood of Prima swelled, immersing all us, all within it, women, old men, children, and young men. In this way, the inundated the whole world, drowning all, the genteel, the miscreants, the crippled, the disabled, and the blind. When the five personalities comprising the Panchatattva beheld all the living entities of the world, thus submerged, in the seat of these living entities, material existence completely destroyed. Their jubilant knew no, their jubilation knew no bounds that the Panchatattva continued to cause showers of prema to fall and delu in deluge continues to expand. And it is thus throughout, and it thus spread throughout the three worlds. In this way, during his manifest presence, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu granted the gift of pure love of Sri Krishna, Krishna Prem, by the influence 
of his unbridled mercy, even to those who perform no spiritual practice. So that's part of the thing is like we, uh, this is a blessing. Uh, bhakti is bestowed upon us. It is not something that we deserve. It's not exactly something that we create within us, but it's um, the, poten the potential for us to receive that seed of bhakti and then nurture it is within us. Uh, as well. Uh, um, and made their entire universe fortunate. Krishna Prem Haya Yara Dura Darashane. By beholding Mahaprabhu and his devotees, even from a distance, one attains Prema Krishna. Krishna Prem. However, when he is not manifest, people only attain Prem through sadhana bhajana, the practice of devotional service. Nevertheless, the rain cloud of Sri Maha. Sriman Mahaprabhu's mercy throughout nourishes a practitioner's sadhana bhakti in such a way that it causes prema bhakti to quickly arise again. Uh, I like this part too. Uh, like a nectarious shower, the rainfall from a row of monsoon clouds rejuvenates crops such as corn, though surely some seed, surely some seed or root, something of it must have already existed. However, Sriman Mahaprabhu's mercy in the form of the royal rain cloud itself planted seeds of bhakti in the hearts of the living entities. Hearts that are barren and devoid of, of, of seed-like or non-like, root-like, excuse me, bhakti samskaras, impressions in the heart made from the previous performance of bhakti. Then there is no, there is not only, then it not only makes those seeds sprout, form fresh shoots and blooms with flowers, but it makes the fruit of prema appear. Upon obtaining a fully ripened fruit of prema, the life of the living entity becomes successful and blessed. Here, the meaning of hirde vapre is the field of the heart. The heart is the birthplace of bhakti, the foundation. That place from which the longings arise and in which they again emerge is called the heart, hirdaya. Despite the heart being inert and incognizant, it, pos it possesses, by the will of Bhagavan, the potential for pure cognizant bhakti to arise within it. A pure heart is like a fertile field, just as a barren, heavily or rockly soil cannot yield any crops. So bhakti cannot appear in the heart that is, not, that is hardened by argument, doubt, and reductionism. And so, yeah, I wanted to speak a bit about what it means to kind of cultivate a fertile uh, soil in one's heart as it starts there um, and with our process of japa, of harinam, cleansing the mirror of the heart, the chitta of the heart. Um, one emphasis, of course, is to constantly recite the holy names of Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Ram. And by doing that, we cleanse the mirror of the heart and we kind of fertilize that soil uh, in the heart for that creeper of bhakti to grow and grab into the deepest parts of ourselves to, to flourish. Um, so quickly here with what I had to share. Um, So with that, 
Shraddha uh, mentioned Praman on the subject of you referring to the Bhaktivara Samhita Sindhu 114.316. As one Ruchi awakens, there is, is there anything which talks about a sadaka, sometimes returning from Bhajana Kriya to Shraddha, first awakening of faith, as it is the first time, so as Ruchi awakens, it feels like it must first, it feels like it is the first time being ever fresh and new, which helps us sustain our sadhana. Is this connected with the rain shower rejuvenating our practice and feeling? Apology if this is talked about and I missed it. Um, okay, well, I'll see if I can try to talk on this question a little bit um, near the end. Um, <laughs> it's my first time trying to share what I've uh, kind of gathered here in Madhuri Pandemini, so I'll try to get to that is near morning at the end so um i want to share a bit more reading this uh in the first shower sri chaitanya mahaprabhu was the very first to bestow the complete novel gift of non-sankirtan upon the world he has personally proclaimed param vijayate sri krishna sankirtanam so as we were just talking about uh, the holy name will help us cleanse the mirror of the heart uh, fertilize that soil for bhakti, the creeper of bhakti to grow. May that congregational chanting of Sri Krishna's name be supremely triumphant. So that's from uh, the first Shishaska. And Nava Vidya Bhakti, Purna Nama Haitahaya, Navadha Bhakti is perfectly accomplished by uttering the holy name of Sri Bhagavan. Moreover, it is mentioned that in the absence of Sri Harinam, the aforementioned nine-fold uh, practice of bhakti is incomplete. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu personally practiced Sri Harinam Sankirtan and also propagated it everywhere. And by doing so, he instructed all living entities in the universe to do the same. And in this way, through Nam Sankirtan, he rendered Navada Bhakti complete and capable of granting of the fruit of praying. Hence, they revered. Authors describe Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy as Mahamadhuriya, which causes life energy to flow through the crop, like ninefold system of bhakti. And so, for me, this is an emphasis again on what we must do in order to cultivate more and more uh, deeply our uh, shraddha. And uh, by doing so, chanting the holy name. And having faith in the, the, the three kind of aspects of our epistemology of uh, how do we know we know through our guru, through our shastra, and through other sadhus, through Vaishnavas. Um, and so let's see, I wanted to describe a bit more to um, the kleshas. And describing that within the Kleshas, Klesha Agni. Klesha suffering and Agni incinerated. So Subhada on the other side is the all auspiciousness uh, results of Sama Bhakti. Um, so I wanted to, yeah, bring that up. Uh, start talking about that. I'm not sure if I got too much more to share. 
I was preparing for this, I've uh, kind of read what I wanted to read. And uh, maybe I can bring it up and uh, sharing any questions or comments uh, and their experience perhaps with studying Madhuri Kadambani. Let's see. Prayer. So let's see, we can continue to speak here on the, the five kleshas, uh, moksha, kuna, krip, um, that make making light of the impersonal liberation aspect of our bhakti. And See what else do I want to share? So yeah, five types of kleshas and suffering destroyed by Sri Bhakti Devi. So those are avidya. What we, we mistake for what is the eternal form, what is not, what is the misery uh, of ignorance, what is pure and impure, and what is the self and not the self. Um, the second klesha is asmita, false ego, bodily identification. So identifying ourselves with what we're not, uh, sensing the senses being as real, the, the body, the mind. Uh, rog, attachment, desiring material happiness and decreased material suffering. Vaisha, hatred towards other, towards unhappiness. So that's, that's an interesting one. It's like, when we move in life, uh, we want to try to keep things uh, happy, <laughs> try to keep things in perspective to what is uh, going to bring us something pleasurable. And so this uh, dvesha, this hatred for unhappiness, we kind of have to be more just accepting of, uh, of what's coming <laughs> and our life's challenges. Um, and the fifth one is clinging to the bodily concepts, uh, the fear of death, which is a big one. Uh, reading in this, similar to the nine nascent engagements, tamaha, self-deception, mohan, illusion, mahamohan, false ownership, tamishram, anger, and adva tamishram, death. So these are included in the, the Kalesha's understanding. Mm -hmm. So let's see. Wanted to read a bit more uh, to describe what it was that the first stages of Shraddha have and how much Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur describes it. So each and every stage of bhakti is included within this definition of Uttama Bhakti, beginning from Shraddha, the first step in our Bhakti, through Nishta, Ruchi, Asakti, Rati, or Bhav, and then beyond the spring, Sneha, Mana, Pranay, Rag, Anurag, Bhav, going further, Mahabhav, Rudabhav, Adirudabhav, Mohana, and up to Madanakya Mahabhav. 
Initially, Srila Rupa Goswami uh, presented with great skill and charming poetry, the subtle analysis, the devotional proclivity of the heart, beginning with the preliminary starts of bhakti, from Shraddha to Nishta to Ruchi to Asakti and Bhav, and the evolutionary sequence of that proclivity through that various transformations of praying. From Sneha to Man to Pranay, Rag, Anurag, Bhav, Mahabhav, and so on. He delineated Stai Bhav, permanent, permanent emotion, and gave a beautiful portrayal of the complete, miraculous, and supremely relishful state of Bhakti Ras, which is attained when the Stai Bhav combines with the ingredients of Rasa, such as Bhav, which are the stimulants of Rati, one's inherent relationship with Krishna, Anubhav, the visible actions that illustrate the spiritual emotions situated within the heart. Sattvika Bhav, the eight symptoms of spiritual ecstasy, arising exclusively from the Vishuddha Sattva, and Vyabhachari Bhav, the internal transitory emotions which arise like waves on the ocean, uh, Stai Bhav, enhancing it and, plunge, and then plunging through again into the Stai Bhav, a beautiful glimpse of what can be found in the celebrated composition of Bhakti Rasamitasindhi. So I read these things mostly just to emphasize that uh, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur is really gaining a lot of um, the material of the, the points and the principles from Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu and Rupa Goswami's uh, teachings there in, the, in those things. Um, So I've kind of gone through a lot of what I wanted to share uh, a little more quickly than I wanted to. And I'm feeling like my preparation for this was uh, not as well as it could have been with uh, engaging for this full hour <laughs> class. But um, here I would like to, I guess, just read upon uh, Shraddha Dasi question on this. Um, as one's ruchi awakens, is there anything which talks about sadaka sometimes returning to bhajana kriya, to sadhana, to shraddha, which awakens from faith? Um, as it is first time, as ruchi awakens, it feels like the first time that being ever fresh and new, which helps sustain our sadhana. Um, from my understanding, um, sadhu sangha is always there. Um, and so are moving from Pajana Kriya down to Shraddha. Shraddha keeps awakening in our practice. So maybe it goes back and forth. Let's see if I can understand the question first, awakening. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for allowing me to, uh, Madhuma, to, to share this. Um, it's my first time kind of trying to uh, uh, get into it and see how I can be a part of this Tatoyek. Uh, um, feeling, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, as one Rushi always awakens, is there anything that talks about sadhana sometimes returning to Pajana Kriya? No, I, I don't remember or recall anything that, uh, that mentions that from Pajana Kriya to Shraddha. Um, From here, uh, I would like to maybe open it up to discussion or other questions. Um, feeling 
like this is kind of <laughs> not reaching the point where I wanted to. Um, uh, this testament of the Shruti. Like I said, I could just talk in general about my own experience and my own uh, progress to Krishna, Krishna Bhakti. And yeah, the Pajana Kriya aspect of practicing devotional service is uh, it's important to keep uh, steady and knowing that interesting then uh, one's ability to keep on accepting mercy <laughs> even if one uh, doesn't know exactly how it's coming or it's coming from one can continue uh, to do so so um i'm going to read here a bit more from the first shower, what I have highlighted. Uh, oh yeah, okay, I wanted to speak about the, the Pramans too, as well, the, uh, okay. There are four kinds of Praman, namely direct sense perception, in, inference, and the wisdom of tradition. May be prone to error. However, there is no possibility of error being present in, in scriptures spoken by Bhagavan. As the origin of such shrutis in Bhagavan, Swayam Bhagavan himself, they are devoid of faults arising from misinterpretations, costless or hasty misjudgment, deception, equipment, senses, and so on. So, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, what can I talk about here now with Praman? Uh, there are different ways of seeing our, uh, how we see what is evidence in our life. And direct perception is definitely uh, one of those aspects that we are, are well aware of. And and uh, I think I'll be ending it here soon. <laughs> um, uh, unless there's something else anybody else would like to share um, comments uh, and their experience of Madhuri Kandamani um, initially what I wanted to share and talk about was this first three stages of Shraddha Sadhu Sangha and Bhajana Kriya and uh, right now feeling like it's uh, not coming together exactly how I wanted um, and so with that, I would like to uh, just, uh, wow, um, describe anything else that I wanted to share. Harry Bo Morley. Hey, brother. Yes. Hey. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw Madam Gopal's comment in uh, in response, but I had a comment. Maybe you could read that comment, and I, I got something also to add to that, maybe. Okay. Uh, Madam Gopal wrote, I think Shraddha, great name for your question, that the stage of bhakti are development and refinement of faith. So the stage of faith in the beginning is ever developed through the process. 
So Shraddha is continually uh, brought up or enhanced or increased through the stages, right? Is that what he's saying? Yeah, like stages exactly. Of Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a really nice point. Um, I was just thinking about that in relation to what you're speaking about Sadhu Sangha also. Because um, like, like Madan Gopal says, that that Shraddha ever keeps on deepening, you know, because uh, even when I, there was one definition, I'm probably uh, butchering it a little, but um, one way that faith is sometimes defined or Shraddha is defined um, is that that which um, like causes us to move, you know, which which makes us uh, take take up a practice, for example, or move in a certain direction. Yeah. Um, there's some active element to it, and so so that's that's why also sometimes you know when uh, Sharanagati is said to be the expression of of Shraddha. So what 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 I really like about that point about the Shraddha ever deepening, you know, at all the stages and like that, is is um is that becomes more and more contagious as well. So when, when you were very elevated devotees, uh, that, that Shraddha is overflowing from them, that it, you could say like sprinkles uh -huh. in, in, you know, in the sense of the showers, we're speaking about the yeah. showers like this, that it is sprinkles that people can't help. If you're in that association, if you're in that Sadhu Sangha, that you just get swept in it. And I'm sure we've all got that experience, you know, for example, if you're with, um, Guru Maharaj, you know, a festival and something like that. There's something really, you know, you get taken by it that, that um, more so than maybe when when uh, you have less sadhu sangha uh, in your life and so on. Um, so yeah, it was just a thought that came to mind in regards to to a question also. And I yeah. also just want to add, um, yeah, thank you very much for your your class as well. Absolutely, it was wonderful. Uh, oh, was yeah, I'm trying here. <laughs> it's the first time putting something together, and uh, I should maybe practice to see if I can try to get a an hour long going on but uh yeah um i feel very uh very much blessed to be able to at least attempt to speak on this and to be able to to share what what i've uh <laughs> what i've learned and what i've uh experienced and um yeah vishwanath chakravarti Thakur's presentation is you know very detailed um and i'm gonna put this together into a more complete mind map to help me sort it out a bit more and um yeah, we'll be learning to, to, to be a better presenter in some ways uh, as I, <laughs> as I'm learning to progress here, and uh, deal with my own, uh, my own uh, feelings here. <laughs> um, I'm otherwise uh, thankful and grateful uh, for this again, uh, this opportunity. Um, what I would like, what I was going to speak on a bit more actually was the, the pramans to actually the direct perception of here this now i found it information that is received by the five uh, knowledge acquiring senses namely the eyes ears nose tongue and skin it's called the projection praman and then there's the anuman the inference that which is inferred after observing a particular phenomenon anuman pranam for instance observing smoke and understanding if there's smoke there's fire so this uh, an understanding of how we'll, you know how we know what we know through different uh, faculties right and then arsa states statements of the sages uh, the assertions of the enlightened rishis are called arsha praman however upon some deliberation it becomes evident that the opinions of numerous sages vary and therefore the statements are not always authoritative so that's the third praman and then the fourth is upaman or comparison uh, upon examination of one object uh, knowledge arises from a second and similar 
object is called upaman praman. For instance, salt crystals happen to be white. So some may say that alum crystal is just like salt crystal. However, this is not a complete understanding. So yeah, we can move on to the fifth one, uh, artha prati, or presumption in, in inescapable inference about the extremely well-known phenomenon. In other words, the logical inferred cause that is to accept that there is no other observable cause of the phenomenon that's found. It's called artapati, for instance. Artapati, for instance, a man does not eat in the day, he will not be seen eating. At the same time, it is apparent that the man is quite healthy and strong. So there's a presumption that he, if he's alive and moving, then he's eating, even though one is not seeing them eat. And the sixth praman is abhava, absence. The object is not the object that is not in proximity to the eyes, ears, or the other knowledge acquiring senses in the objects and as far from them cannot be perceived by the senses. This is this type of praman has been called abhava or proof of absence. For instance, someone on one side of a high wall will not be able to see the object flying over the other side. This is why some refer to this as non-perception uh, or abhai praman. And there's 10 in total. The seventh one is probability. So there, the number 100 is surely be found somewhere within thousands of numbers. Atitya, tradition. So knowing things, proof from tradition, refers to historical accounts and rumors and the source of which can no longer be traced. Cheshta, gesturing, the praman in which one's on knowledge and object of qualities, measurements, and so forth that is attained by seeing, for example, numbers and fingers raised. It's called Cheshta Praman, ascertaining the absolute reality, neither Atiya nor Cheshta have any authority. So gesturing. And then the 10th one, Shabda, Vedic testimony. Uh, the dictums of the scriptures that were author, that were not authored by man. And so that one we give uh, the most uh, authority to is that Shabda Praman from the Vedas. And that is something I had also pointed down that I wanted to share and make reference to. So um, I'm going to be wrapping this up. Um, thank you again for allowing me this opportunity to put this together as much as I can uh, and hopefully be able to do so again in such a fashion that I can be more prepared uh, from, from a better standpoint. Um, <clears throat> So unless there's any other questions or comments, um, end this here soon enough. Thank you so much again. Uh, I feel <laughs> feel feel like this is a, a good learning opportunity for me, uh, knowing how to do and what to do and how to do it better. Uh, yes, yeah, I mean, we can definitely have a lot of classes on Pramant for sure. Thank you, Shraddha. Um, I appreciate this opportunity. Vanchakalpa Cha. Thank you, my friends, <laughs> for uh, keeping with me in this as I learn to progress and grow in how uh, I do things. So thank you so much. And we'll leave it at that and see if we can
do this again sometime in a more organized and better fashion. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much for, for this and Hare Krishna.